I have none other than always Eric. Um, he is a realtor. He he is an influencer in the solar sphere. He wants to uh, make sure that everybody transfers from you know old generic uh, ways to solar. Uh, he's also a realtor, like I mentioned before. He works here at City Insight Houston. He also gives back to the community uh, all, any kind of chance to volunteer. He's always there. So I want to bring, it on, bring him on, and uh, thanks for getting on this chat slash uh, test for, uh, for, my, for Grow With Ruben. Uh, so pretty much just want to learn everybody's journeys from everybody's different perspectives. So thanks for coming on, Eric Money Scott. Let's see here, guys. Having some technical difficulties here. Uh, sorry, not that guy. There you go, this guy. Oops. Wrong, 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 wrong. 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 Sorry. Wrong. Didn't mean to put the <laughs> intro in there again. Wrong. Hi, everybody. My name is Eric Mariscat, realtor here with City Inside Houston. Thank you, Ruben, for having me on your podcast. For sure, man. Appreciate it. All right. We're good to go. Excellent. Yeah, definitely. Good to go. Good to go, man. So hopefully I don't... Uh, again, it's not too bad for the audience out there. I do get to... Um, I'm able to read comments, so if you guys can comment on there and tell me how the sound quality is, I would greatly appreciate it. This is, you know, accountability 101 over here. So you let us know if the sound is good and we can continue going. I'd rather not uh, waste a lot of time, rather not waste a lot of time, you know, trying to produce this if at the end, you know, the the finished product is shitty. So. Yeah, especially like between voice changes. I don't know if you if I'm like way distant or if um if I'm close by. Yeah, if y'all can hear me around this around the same pitch range. Am I echoing in the back or so nobody No boo. Nobody, we'll see. No, we'll nobody's see. gonna give us back some feedback. That's great. Uh, we'll we'll know. You know, I mean, we only get better. It's if we only get better if we try this, right? So, uh, so Eric, man, how? Uh, let us know a little bit about you. What's your backstory like from the beginning? The beginning. Well, uh, I'm from Mexico, Juarez. I I came here to Houston, basically the U.S. around. Uh, 1999, 2000. Okay. So the reason I was here, I've lived, I live in Juarez, Mexico, and while I was a kid, around 9, 10 years old, I got a, I got a brain tumor. Uh, brain tumors, uh, they call it oligodendroglomma. I guess it wasn't malignant or anything. I just, uh, one of my eyes went to like the center that's and good. it was there for like months and before we were like you know what what's what something's wrong with your vision and i i stopped like i was seeing blurry and everything but oh. I, I wasn't telling nobody you know you're a kid you're like you didn't know that your eye was to the side i didn't i just i just started seeing blurry and i was like i think i have i think i need glasses and majority of my family members have glasses uh -huh. like, oh no i'm have i'm not gonna tell nobody because i don't want glasses yet <laughs> 
so it eventually got to a point where like you know what we need to go check you and that was that was part one uh my brain tumor i, I started in in Juarez and uh i started the first round of chemotherapy and there i first uh to cut it short, it wasn't working well, so I went to Mexico City where I got radiation and I still have scars from it, especially starting from this scar right here. It goes all the way to my back. Uh, after that, I got radiated and basically hair doesn't grow back on, on that area. Okay. So you cover it pretty well though with, uh, yeah, I see that you never really get a haircut and you just grow your hair out. Exactly. I see the point though. No, and it's, uh, this, this right here has been Kind of recently, a lot of people know me with just a hat because I, I, I wore hats for like years, for decades. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, so this is, this is new to me as well, but you got, I got used to it. Uh, where were we? Where were we? Oh, yeah. So, so basically, you got cancer. Yeah, I got, I was in Mexico City. Okay. It couldn't, the, the medical bills, I'm oh, sorry, not the medical stuff. The medical care, it's uh, it wasn't enough. I needed 20% more of that original tumor removed. Uh -huh. So that's that's when I ended up coming here to Houston at the MD Anderson. Okay. And it's it's history from there. <laughs> so you, so now I'm guessing uh, for those that don't know, so you're you beat cancer. Yes. So, so you came over here because I'm guessing Houston has some of the best cancer centers. Correct. In, in the, the world, world. Dan, yeah, Dan Anderson is top notch. I, I my big props to them. I've, I've been to multiple hospitals around Houston, uh -huh. and definitely MD Anderson has been the best uh, treatment wise. Do you remember your doctor's name that performed? Yes, Doctor Courage. Thank you, Doctor Courage. Is that from, you said from MD? From MD Anderson, correct? Yeah, yeah he's still around. He's not here in Houston no more. Yeah, uh, but he he. I've heard that he keeps, he keeps up with my case. Oh, so wow. like, yeah, so that was pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah, I had a luncheon with all the doctors in in the MD Anderson last year, and that's when I was told. What's, What's his name? name? Dr. Courage. So, so Dr. Courage, man, if you're watching this or if you ever get to see this, I'd love to have you on this podcast and see it from your perspective, hear, hear it from your perspective. Um, so, so you... So you went and uh, you came over here. You got it. You got that taken care of. Uh, so then, what happened next? Did you go to school? How old are you right now? Right now, I'm like nine, ten years old. I'm turning ten. I turned ten here, and uh, there used to be a Peter Piper Pizza on Fondren and Bel Air. Okay. Around there, that that's where I had my uh, my tenth birthday. Nice, <laughs> Peter Part. Peter Piper Pizza. Peter Piper. I do remember Peter Piper and Godfather's Pizza, yeah. too. So during that time, uh, it was just one year of treatment with MD Anderson, chemotherapy. Uh, I got really lucky. I've, just to start it off, I have two uh, two cancers. So uh, this one, it was just pure small chemotherapy doses of pill for, for a year each day. And it was, uh, as a kid, I didn't like to swallow the pill so I crushed it up and it tasted nasty but <laughs> were you trying to were you trying to get the effects faster or no just uh, just the, the being scared of, of the pill and like getting stuck and it was, oh snap yeah <laughs> what, what made you think that it was going to get stuck just the fact that it was a pill no it's, it's even the 
even uh, smaller kid as a six-year-old, I've played with the markers mm-hmm. and the markers like it's just a sticky thing to to close it and up. I don't know why I was like, let me clean it up. Put it in my mouth, show it in the middle of class like I was dying, <laughs> and just that little trauma is like, oh, I and got over it. I'm again, like, you were you were ten at this time. Right now, yeah, I'm at, I'm at, I'm ten at this time. I'm, I'm new to Houston. I'm new to English. I've, I'm barely learning to speak English, even though I've I've going to El Paso back and forth like almost every weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so El Paso. So you mentioned El Paso. So you came from Juarez over to Houston, and then from Houston you guys moved to El Paso. No. Okay. From. Uh, from Houston, we we tried living here for a bit. As soon as as soon as the treatment was over, and they let me go, they wanted to. They keep monitoring you. Depends on depending on your treatment. So I started like every week going for blood work, and everything was checked. All right, every month going for an MRI. Everything's good. Every three months, it kept going that for over the years, and that's why I was like you know what we need to we need to stay here somehow and continue the treatment here because it's been so far. It's been the best. So we pushed to that. So you push. So what was the point of going to Mars? Um, it's your home. Your family's back there. You, so you have a lot of family you back have home, Family there. I'm, you're still used to your friends that, that hit you up and like, hey, how's it going? We they made fundraisers for me over there and everything. And it's like, yeah, yeah. I don't. I haven't seen them ever since. Oh, you haven't seen them? I haven't, no. So you haven't gone back to El Paso in a while? I haven't, yeah. It's been a while. Gotcha, gotcha. So what happened then? Or, I mean, uh, did your life stop there? Were you like, oh, my God, I just survived cancer. Should I go all out? No, no, just the reason why, like, I started with that story is from there is when I when I started getting to, like, you know, I, I want to give back because all these treatments that were done for me and, like, uh, well, while having the treatments at the end, Anderson, there's a bunch of organizations that help you out. And from there, I was like, you know what, when I when I have the chance, I'm going to help out and do what they did for me to a different kid. Gotcha. Yeah, from, so from there, it started, uh, you know, you grow up, high school, all that, you start going to college. And in college, I knew it was like, college is where, it's, where I'm going to find a volunteering group. So you went to college. What college did you go to? The University of Houston. And what was your major? Uh, mechanical Engineering Technology. Okay. And you did graduate. You finished yeah, I graduated. Everything. Uh, it took me a while. Uh, 2007, 2014, all seven years, uh, two years gaps in between. Okay. But uh, switched majors. Uh, and what was your goal with that major? What were you, what were, what were you trying to do? Because, like, I'm, think, I'm trying to just try to get into your mindset. Like, okay, I survived cancer once. Right, so then I survived cancer. I, um, I really don't want to go to school, but you knew that you had to go to school. You're like, you know what? I'm gonna go to school, make something out of my life, and or what pushed you in the direction to to even those studies? To engineering. Uh, my my dad was an architect. Uh, majority of my uncles are engineers over there in Mexico. So from there, like my family does engineering. I'm gonna do engineering, <laughs> and I, I I understood it. I got it. I got involved into. Uh, it started with Photoshop and like realized, you know what? I like, I like working with the computer and staying there all day and yeah. doing work. <laughs> yeah, I have that same feeling too. Um, one of those I'm really big on. 
sitting on the computer and working. Uh, usually, probably not with AutoCAD or other engineering softwares, but I'm usually inside of like uh, Adobe CC and trying out all their creative apps, uh, putting together websites. Uh, I'm one of the types that, you know, if I have a, for example, uh, if I have a task at hand, so like for example, speaking, um, I'm one of the type, I don't know if this is, I think this is one of the good qualities about me that I feel that it's good. And I feel that if I share and people just uh, do it, then it would be even better for them as well. So, you know, we all kind of, and I'm pretty sure you've done it, if you're, you come to a roadblock and there's something that you don't know how to do, you kind of stop yourself and go teach yourself what it is you need to learn So, for example, right now, I'm trying to get better at speaking, clearly, without having to throw in a lot of filler words. One of the things that I said, well, well, now that I'm trying to speak publicly, I need to educate myself on better tactics. You know, you don't really have to recreate the wheel again. You can just teach yourself that that you need to do, right? So, one of the things that... I'm very like entrepreneurial. I like to open up a lot of businesses or even have a lot of ideas. I like to even work on those ideas and if they, you know, catch any kind of traction, then I'll continue to work at these. And one of the things that I really needed to do is that I was going to pay for somebody to create all these sites for all these different ideas when, you know, I could just go in there, do it myself. Because it's really hard. You're going to be your, your hardest critique on your own. So it's really hard to even when paying somebody, it's like, well, am I paying this guy to do his a perfect amount of work? Or is he just going to, you know, be like, oh, here's $700 making a side. He's going to be like, oh, here's a piece of crap. I want to see how much effort, how much work goes into it. So now if I pay somebody to make a site for me for a project, for an idea, uh, I know the kind of work that goes into it. So now I can feel better and comfortable saying, okay, I'll pay you this much for a site. That makes sense. You know, so I like entrepreneurs that kind of go in it that way. It's like, well, I have to do this. Well, okay, you want to start doing direct marketing? Okay, well, we'll get good at direct marketing. <laughs> yeah, but, um, I, I, you, you, you taught me that for sure. You uh, taught me a lot of things because uh, I don't, I don't know, I didn't know anything about real estate about a year ago. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. And here I am now, so uh, I could definitely uh, entrepreneur all the entrepreneurial tactics that they don't teach you anywhere else, and you, you had. You already had that experience. So let's talk about that, right? So college um, and uni- and university. So this is a super touchy subject. Yeah. Especially for people that, you know, have so much debt in schools and haven't found a, a stable job or haven't been able to go into the field that they even want to. They were promised. <laughs> they were promised or that they want to work in. Exactly. You know, um, I, I keep, keep saying, um, and I told myself not to say on that much. So, you go to college, right? You, you really want to, you really want to do something. So, I don't know, let's say in, in, in engineering, 
just because it's so, such a popular uh, degree. So any type of engineering. So you go into engineering, when you do that, I mean, wouldn't the logical thing to do is worry about where we're going in the next five to ten years to even know if there's going to be that much of work for that field? Um, it's weird how people are like, they're sold on these, on these like, um, they're sold on this degree, on their, this dream. It's like, oh, you got to do this in order to do this. But they don't even look in the future. Like, if somebody told me, hey, Ruben, um, you're going to engineer cassettes, man. And I'm like, oh, snap, yeah, I definitely want to be able to put cassettes together. Well, that's a dead technology. I know that in five, ten years, I'm not going to have work. Why am I going to dive in? So then, why do also everybody tries to do the same exact thing and, you know, and graduate in the same field as everybody else. I thought that kind of college and university is kind of so you can dive deep into the studies of the field that you really want to, uh, that you want to study, right? Because then you can ultimately get a doctorate in whatever field that you're studying because you really want to know it. That's the reason that you take the courses that is not because you're promised a job, you know, but everybody does go to college and train to be an employee and go get a job. So uh, I did want to mention that. I, I know that it's kind of controversial with everybody. Um, and not everybody also. I'm not saying that everybody that did go to college is also really smart either. Um, I think that there's just two different types of people that go to college. Um, so you got your degree. What happened next? Uh, I definitely agree with you. There's a, there's a lot of mistakes I made myself. and. It's true, like, you go in there, you, you, you have your opportunity to learn, to learn something that, that's going to help you grow, and, and it's, it's all together for you, and they don't, uh, you don't take advantage of it. I didn't take advantage of it, uh, but that's the point. Uh, where were we at? Sorry. So, base, uh, basically, what we're saying is that, uh, how long have we been on here for? That's great. Um, so basically what we're talking about is the reason that you went to school. Like, so you graduated, yeah, you got, got your degree, what happened next? So, focusing on, on graduation, like as soon as I graduate, it's going to be a job for me. There's so many jobs going on right now. This is like 2008, 2012. Like so many jobs going on right now. And I didn't worry about it. I didn't think ahead. I didn't... I didn't see where, what type of job I was gonna get because to me I was just like, as long as it's an engineering job, I can do anything. Like I'm the, I'm big, I can, I'm smart and, and shit, I can do whatever I want. And you know, that mind, that, that mindset I had, it was, uh, that dragged me down a bit. Like, but uh, I graduated, I, I looked for jobs. Uh, it wasn't working out. I got a good one. Right before graduation, as an internship, as a junior scientist. So I studied mechanical engineering, got a job as a, sci as a lab scientist. I stayed there for two years, and they manufacture compressors, liquid and air compressors. Uh -huh. And they had a side research going for, uh, car for carbon materials, which is where I was at. So that's why I was considered, it was considered in my field. 
Okay. And, and around 2014, like, everything was going down, like, people were getting laid off. I got laid off in that time. What year was this? 2014. Okay. So uh, I graduated, I got laid off, and, like, man, like, okay, I've, I graduated, and I had some experience, but, like, I'm, I'm still lost. <laughs> like, what yeah. do I do now? Like, all I learned was to make labs, not anything from mechanical engineering. Gotcha. Yeah, so uh, I've hopped in from jobs after that. I ended up finally getting another job two years later in El Paso, Texas. Okay. Doing what? Uh, wire EDM machining. So uh, wire EDM machining is, if you heard of CNC machining, computer numerical controlled machining, uh, wire. For those that are listening right now and don't know exactly what that is, what is what exactly are you doing physically, you as a person? What are you uh, doing? programming the robots, programming, uh, designing, designing what, what, uh, what the cut has to be because it has to be really precise for tool and die making. There's like you have huge blocks smash into each other making a part that's that's metal so they have to be so precise that nothing can slip so that precision takes it's expensive and it takes a certain machine like a cnc machine and the wire eating machine to to accomplish that gotcha okay so i so you're on a computer computer touching the machine getting my experience for my for like the first time in life like I'm a mechanical engineer. I'm doing this. Yeah. So now you got your title. You got you're a mechanical engineer, and um, so when you first got this title of mechanical engineer, if you don't mind, um, what's the average starting salary for somebody like that? It's been a it's been a while. So we're think we're still talking back in yeah. 2014. Mm-hmm. So things might be completely different. Now. It was around. Seventy thousand. Okay. People get a starting salary around seventy thousand. Around seventy thousand. That's not bad, especially for no experience engineer. Uh, On a good opportunity. (laughs) Yeah. You got to transfer it back to me, and then over here, uh, hit this. Hit live. Ah. Oh, it's dead. Oh, camera's dead. Camera's dead, guys. Okay, so let's... No worries. No worries. Let's just continue the podcast so you can still hear everything that's happening. Um, where were we at? Uh, in El Paso, uh, I'm getting my experience in engineering. Everything's like, you know what? I'm finally getting my life together. It's finally about to about to uh, do grown-up things, you know, start getting into an apartment, let's see where am I going to live next year's already. They were thinking of expanding the company at that time. Uh-huh. And like, whatever I, I learned here, I will go back to Houston and and continue continue working. It was, it was, it was a plan that we had. But uh, while, while that happened, that's what I ended up, Realizing that I have cancer again, but from uh, this one, this one was colon cancer. Oh snap! So it's always a shock to me. I yeah. I, I know that I know this, <laughs> um, but 
let me just recap for those that are probably just hopping in right now. So Eric Maniscal had cancer around the age of 10, beat cancer, went through school, became an engineer, and now he's getting cancer again, and he's about to continue from there. <laughs> Pretty much. So uh, I was getting sick. I was getting so weak, super weak, and pale. And, you know, it was like, you know, what's wrong with you? Yeah. And also, I'm also a, a DACA recipient. So I, it, it had become a time for me to renew my, my DACA renewal. And went back, went back to Houston just just to get a renewal. Like guys, uh, I'm uh, have leave work for three days and get that taken care of and come back to work. And they saw me like, oh man, you, you look pretty sick. Just 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 check you out before you head out. Yeah. That same day, they put me into surgery. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so how long did it, did you have to do any chemo or anything? I had to do chemo yes for eight eight weeks, eight weeks in a row. So. No, uh, 16 weeks because it skipped every now and then. So, is cancer something that is uh, hereditary? Yeah. No, in, uh, in they, they thought about that. They did a lot of uh, gene gene research on me. They put blood and they try to see where I, where I got it from. Yeah. A lot of my family members had it. Only only an uncle had it, but he at a older age gotcha. so trying to figure out who was at a younger age that they get that and nobody nobody, nobody has immediate touch they have diabetes a lot of them have diabetes but yeah that's something that, that's also very popular with uh, in my family is diabetes from my father and from my mother's side they both had it so I'm glad that I'm like taking part somewhat uh, right now I'm on it pretty hardcore but Keto pretty much just transforms your body to burn fat for energy. Okay. So I'm burning, and hopefully this will kick me out from anywhere near. I'm not having sugar or carbs. That's pretty good, man. That's, ever? No, that's pretty good. Yeah, I, I've, I've lost, so not this past Monday, but the Monday before, I was 230 pounds uh, today. Friday, so on Monday it'll be two weeks. I'm down 20 pounds so far. I'm trying to get to 200 by my birthday. No reason why. We are having a coming to America party, so I might have to take off my shirt and have one of those like things. And the reason that I'm having a coming to Africa party, coming to America party, uh, is because I did my DNA test and check my DNA. I'm pretty much from everywhere. Uh, I'm actually more Middle Eastern than my Middle Eastern wife, which is kind of crazy. And um, I'm 43% African, which was not that much of a surprise, but it was a surprise when I found out what parts of Africa. Some Spanish, some Portuguese, some French, some uh, Native Indians, and a whole bunch of other uh, so yeah, like Cherokee, Indian, a bunch of other stuff where I was like 1%, 1% Middle Eastern, I'm also like 2% Greek. Um, I need to do that. Yeah, it's, it was very interesting to find out where my DNA has been around the world. So I say that I have like an, an evolutionary advantage. Um, so for example, like I don't get 
sunburn. I don't know if that's just because I'm dark, but I think it's probably because my DNA has been everywhere, survived everywhere, so I don't really get sunburned anymore. Even when the sun is like, it's shining on my face. So, cancer. We're back at cancer. What, what exactly happened? So, ten, you said 10 weeks. It took 10 weeks to do the radiation. After radiation, what happened? Uh, no, uh, only radiation was uh, the first time when I was 10. No no more radiation ever since then. Uh, no, but uh, it's good that from that, from my experience, is I became more aware of, like, your food is definitely critical in, in your health. And I, I wasn't like that before. I definitely ate a bunch of anything that was uh, late at night, all that. All, all that that was bad for you, a bunch of sugars. But now, now, I, now I, st- I stay healthy. I, I, I do my best. Uh, it's definitely it was definitely a life changer. But the the chemotherapy, this one was kind of like you see in the movies where you, they, you go into into the hospital and they have to set you down, put you in IV, and be there for hours for for the chemotherapy session. Okay. So you did the chemotherapy. How long did it take you to defeat this cancer? Uh, ever from the from the first surgery, the first surgery that is when it's like you know what you need surgery, the the same day I went to the emergency room, yeah. and there they removed uh, part of my colon, which I got really lucky because a lot of people that have colon cancer they they have to get a a bag, a bag outside of their intestines basically, where you don't you don't use your intestines anymore you don't put them all. it's yeah. all it's all in the bag, so I got really lucky and and needed didn't needed that and the doctor that performed there was uh, Dr. Joseph Kelly. So thank you much for him. He uh, he's he's the one that removed about ten inches of my transverse colon, like the upper side of the colon. Uh-huh. Removed it, stitched it back together, it heals the colon is the one that heals one of the fastest. Okay. So that's why I was like it was able to heal. It was only only liquids the first three days. Actually only liquids for, for months. Wow. Yeah, but but Really, really, so just pure water and chicken broth the first few days. How much weight did you lose? I was I was losing weight a lot before. That's when I started getting pill, and I didn't know. I thought it was just me. Like I only work in the past. I only I don't do much to the gym no more. I don't play racquetball no more. It was me not going to the gym. But no, what it was happening is that I was dying. So I was I was losing weight. I ended up uh, to one forty around that time. Oh snap! And you're about what six one or something? Yeah, I'm six six feet in. Yeah, that's, that's insane. insane. Yeah, so it, I lost a lot of weight that time. I've, I think, I guess at that point I was the worst. It was the worst that uh, from the whole process. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the same day surgery, went back recovery. Technically, there I was done with cancer. Okay. okay. The rest, the rest is just keeping up that it doesn't grow back. Uh, yeah, cancer is really tricky, and this one was located close to the lymph nodes. Lymph nodes is little nerves that you have that are connected. They connect everything in your body. So what they were scared of is that they were they wanted to like you have some of the lymph nodes where they operated you. They had some residue in. They might tra- it might transfer it's connected everywhere it might transfer like anywhere at this point okay so they had to monitor that and 
and also continue the chemotherapy. And that's why it was... Uh, uh, the chemotherapy was eight, not eight weeks, eight sessions every two weeks. Or like, I guess it lasted around six months. Hmm. Yeah, and MRIs, CT scans, blood work every, every, every two months. That's, that's a, a that's a lot of that's, that's a lot, lot of day taking out of, that, that time was taken away from me. No, uh, precisely. I couldn't I couldn't do anything like uh, after the surgery, from since it's right in the abs, like the core. Yeah, you, I couldn't work like that. You're not supposed to work for six months. You're not supposed to lift more than ten pounds for six months. You know, you know from coming from engineering, like lifting, like setting up, all that. So what do I do now? You know, I'm stuck at home. Yeah. Doing chemotherapy, uh, my my expertise that I have, like I gotta I gotta find a job that that lets me miss miss work so I can go to chemotherapy that it, that it won't let me uh, lift heavy things and yet in my expertise so, <laughs> that's not gonna happen. That's, that's it became it became tough. Yeah, yeah, it became tough. So I started, you know, that's what my entrepreneurial like my journey started okay <laughs> so just, just a little recap here a little bit of setting of where we're at <clears throat> so you are now dealing with this not being able to lift a certain amount of weight you literally just can't work you can just stay at home and work off your computer <clears throat> it's really hard to find an engineering job that will accept that which makes sense for any kind of business um, so now you're like, okay, well now I know that I'm not going to find a job. You, do you just like lazy it out? Do you just give up? No, do you I, like think about it emotionally? Are you like bummed out? What, what happened? And cause I can tell you that a lot of people come to a point. Okay. Cancer is huge. Cancer is huge. That would be probably a point for me, you know? Um, but people will come to like a situation where like either their parents are splitting up, they have like a boyfriend or girlfriend is splitting up. There's like an end in their marriage. Um, you know, they lose a car, they lose their phone, and then they automatically are like, "No, no, I can't keep going. My life sucks. Boo hoo. Woe is me. Woe is me." Right. So, and then that's pretty much what happened. So like. For example, there's somebody that I knew, I won't even mention any names today, um, that pretty much had everything going for them. I won't even say gender, but I should, I mean, no big deal. But they had everything going for them, um, you know, on track to be successful. Because you can kind of see people really? that are going the right way. You know, you can True. see people that are making those kind of mistakes and you just see them kind of stumbling yeah. throughout life. So this person was actually making good strides um, and then something happened where they lost... I don't remember exactly uh, what they lost. I believe it was a, a brand new vehicle that they just paid for and I don't know if it was insured or not. Um, but then they would have to pay it. And then from then on, from that point on, those strides that that person made just started to become excuses, 
after excuses, then it just became like, oh, I can't do this anymore. And that's it. That's that person is like, you know, that's who that identity is. Because if I can even remember them from this event, that's what your identity is. So that wasn't, that doesn't seem to be an issue with you. That kid, you know, that didn't become your identity. What made you just like, you know what? Screw it. Life goes on. And I got to find the next thing. No, no, don't get me wrong. I went through, I went through all of that. I went through my present days, my like, I've, I'm just, uh, everything's wrong now. Like, I'm just not going to do anything. But uh, just start Start, uh, right now, there's ways to learn everywhere. Yeah. So I took advantage of that. You know what? Okay, I'm in this situation. Fine. Uh, I've, I've been canceled before. Fine. Uh, this is this is me that you need to tackle something bigger than yourself. Like you, you, you're here for something. You have to continue going somehow. Yeah. So, you know, I started... You go into YouTube, you start seeing videos of, like, self-help. I started, like, you know what, I'm going a, I'm to a teach myself a bunch of subjects so whenever I'm healthy, I'm going like, to be a, someone that's well-rounded in everything. Yeah. So from, I started reading audiobooks, videos, summaries. It's just a, it's just a downhill spiral with, I was, even though I was learning, I was going over like, uh, like, okay, what do you do now? So you're you have basically to, trying to, to put your hands yeah, everywhere and see what catches on? Exactly. Okay. So running, um, and from there, I, like, it has to be something with engineering. What could it be? Right. So you wanted to stay in engineering. Okay. And then uh, I'm like, oh, I saw solar panels that are coming up. Mm-hmm. Like, what's that about? I saw a company, Power, they were offering the license that, where you can promote online. The solar power, they, where they teach you the classes on how, how everything works, how solar panels actually work. You get, you don't, they don't let you do anything until you get certified from, from what you learned. Okay. okay. So, uh, so like, oh, I can do that. I started doing that, yeah. Like, yeah. But still clueless on on how, like... The business aspect yeah, how, of it. Yeah, how business works. Like, I'm an engineer. Like, all I know is, like, numbers, and, and I you tell me what to do, and I'll do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I get it. So you got into the solar, and you're still doing solar till today. Till today, correct. Okay, so you're still doing solar till today. You um, are now selling this service. Uh... Yes, promoting the service, being being one of the providers. Providers. So the company is has a provider as well. So the company, uh, they they're partnered with, uh, with providers that are around the whole entire nation, even Australia, and Canada. Okay. And uh, you you want to look for solar? You you sign up, and depending on your zip code, it goes to the provider that you need. But right now, power has grown over over the years that. You, they, they become the main provider now. Okay. And that's uh, that's just majority of what you see here in Texas, especially here in Texas, is going to be power PVC. Gotcha. So basically, you are a sales rep for power. Yes, and in there consultant, consultant. After certain after certain amounts of like of 
of progress that, that, that you provide for them and, and installations, they, they, you move to the next level, which you can be the person that does all the work. Right? You can be the actual consultant and the one that they will has all the paperwork ready for you. Basically, like the realtor. Gotcha. Like, that's when I started looking into houses, like, oh, like, there's, there's homes, there's, like, this is how home works. So I got certified in that. Okay. And, like, and now I'm a solar consultant. So you're solar consultants. And, you know, um, just to sidetrack here for, like, a little bit, and I notice this a lot, too, with a lot of business owners. Not just business owners, but a lot of people that have ideas. A lot of people have ideas. Or, and sometimes they go into that idea or that project without knowing, okay, how am I gonna, how am I gonna make money from this? Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, now I have it. Nobody's gonna provide you with leads. You have to know all aspects of that business. Because it's like, yeah, you can provide a service now, but now you need customer relationship management, you need sales, you need outbound marketing, you need any kind of, you know, digital marketing, you need any kind of direct marketing, you got to learn how to build relationships, you got to learn how to build funnels. They teach you, they teach you some of that. They teach you some of that, But at the end, end, it comes to you, like, you're the one, like, it's your business, like, it's your business, like, this is what we teach you, like, you can do this, and this works, and, but at the same time, everybody comes together, like, there's a group where everybody shows like, oh, you can also do this. So it becomes like a ideas sharing between each other. So uh, you start getting better. All your your team and and uh, by, by continuing continue, uh, yeah, each each other by auditing each other. Gotcha. So that's pretty much the auditing is something that we do very popularly here at City Inside Houston, um, which I do want to give. Shout out to City Inside Houston for um, letting me use the space for Grow the Movement podcast. Uh, so I do want to give you guys a shout out. Shout out to City Inside Houston. Um, so, okay, so you become a salesman. So back to what, what I was saying with other people so for example I have my site Grow with Ruben I do get comments on uh, how to do certain things or they'll ask me a question there's simple questions that I don't mind ever answering on there so if you go to like growwithruben.com there's a little chat bot on there you ask me any kind of entrepreneur related question and I will you know find the best answer for you of what I think would work not everything is 100% but I will always try to Focus on cash flow for your business first. So the first thing that you should be making is money. You need money to grow your business. So there's a lot of times that I get somebody that would want to become like YouTube famous or they want to be able to have like a Shopify store. and um, Or you don't have to use Shopify. You can use WooCommerce. You can use whatever other e-big com- e-commerce is out there. Yeah, so um, I get a lot of those questions, and some of my clients too. Uh, we also, you know, we they don't know where that cash flow is going to come in from first. And cash flow, like I said, is so important. Like what? So you have your right now. You're starting a business. So let's, let's say this you back in the day, solar. I can sell solar. Fantastic. How am I going to get my first customer? Well. Now you have plan A, B, C, and D. 
you have direct marketing, you have outbound marketing, you have, uh, you know, let's say you follow all these niche markets, you make videos, you make podcasts, like right now, you have all these outlets. What's providing you with traffic and leads more? That whatever brings more to you, I would focus 100% if it's just you on that. I think there's a disconnect between people and people and being honest with themselves on like what works the best. And instead they go with, this is what I like to do. Okay. So like back in, let's say 2000 and you had a blog that was on fire. Um, it's, it's not, not the, the same, same thing, thing anymore. You'll have other mediums now that's like videos taking over, podcasts is coming in, takes is taking over. You've got to change it up to what's you know working. So that's one of the things that it's really hard, especially if you're like one person running your business. You have to focus on your business. It's really hard to keep up with the next marketing trends. So it's really good to have something just like you have a bodybuilder. Uh, a bodybuilder that trains you, any dietitian, your basketball coach, your baseball coach, whatever kind of coach, it's really good that your, your business has that marketing director in there. And then if you um, and then if you can't afford to have like a marketing director, you can't pay a full time position for your business, then check out Grow with Ruben, and um, we we pretty much make everything more automated and efficient. So. Um, so, so you can, can focus more on what it is you need to do. So that's what one of the services that I did want to provide for people that are like, I want to get my idea out there, but they don't have the time to focus on the marketing. Yeah, especially uh, have, uh, trying to do multiple things. Yeah, <laughs> trying to do multiple things. So like, for example, let's say that uh, you back in the day, you just started doing solar. How much, you know, how beneficial would it be to have uh, something like this, something like a growth ribbon, um, that product that pretty much takes care of marketing and keeping track of everything? Oh, it would have been, it's such a, like, uh, you got to use your tools, and that's definitely one that, that I would need, like, because... Yeah. Doing it all by yourself, like anything, anything by yourself is, uh, you can do it. You, you can prove yourself all day, all years that you can do it and it's all, and you're amazing. But uh, having somebody to help you with that and and still helping you uh, and you having like ways to like, I can, I can do more now. Yeah, I've, I've, that was my goal, but... I know how to do it. It's done. Let me move on to the next phase of, of my potential. Yeah. So that's definitely... Yeah, and it helps you, you know, kind of alleviate time, have more time for yourself, you know, and kind of de-stresses you too because having that on your mind 24-7, it's like, what what do I need to do next? It's You'll grow, you'll grow gray hairs really, really fast. <laughs> right now. <laughs> so... All right, so we're at a we're at a solar. So you're you're doing solar. You're building your business. What happens next? I'm doing solar. I'm doing my business. Uh, and you know what? I I need help. I need help. Uh, I started looking for help. See what, see a bunch of accounts how they're doing. And then I saw you. <laughs> yeah. And then, then I saw you. I was like, oh, my friend Ruben. It's been years. We went to high school together. I wonder what he's doing. And you know, she's like, hey, come to the office. 
and come to us and just check us out, see what we do. You know, like, you know, it's a real estate. They know about houses, like, solar so about houses, like, why solar what, houses? How, it, has to, it has to be a combination somehow. Let me check them out. Yeah. And, you know, I, I popped in here randomly. I didn't even tell you I was coming. Yeah, I don't know. If you, I don't know. I don't remember. I was just like, yeah, come on. Yeah, he told me I could go anytime, so I'm going to go anytime. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. funny. So you started, and then from there on, I mean, I can kind of, I, I remember you were like, hey, man, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Uh, it was more was about the solar. I told, you about, I told you about what I do. So here at City Inside Houston, you know, we sell real estate. We help home buyers find their perfect deal. And then some people that are still renting, we also help them find the best apartment at the best price. Um, we're not trying to get anything out of it. We're just trying to build community and help each other out. At the end, we'll get a bone, hopefully. But I told you about this. I told you what I did to do it. And I told you how I got there. And then you were like, you don't even ask. I don't think you even ask questions. I think you were like, all right. And you started doing it. And you started studying. You started going to school. You started doing that. While you were going to school, you kept coming here pretty much almost all the time, I want to say. Yeah. Kind of dove in and I learned saw, saw everything. I opportunity to learn and I had to take it. <laughs> so pretty much here, you pretty much run everything here in the office. You know how to control everything. You know how to develop everything. You even got into photography. You even got into videography. Even some sound. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> something, everything. You kind of just jumped in and were like, you know, I'm ready to do this. And then finally, um, after a while, you got you, you got your real estate license. Correct. Yeah. Started helping clients. So now not only do you, can you help somebody buy a house, you can also tell them about how they can save on their energy bill and how they can ultimately start saving the world by switching over to solar. Correct. Carbon footprint, reducing it. Remove the carbon house, footprint. house at a time one house at a time that's crazy um so then from there you you have um you're a part of your so you're a realtor you're a part of the har and you also have your own site where people can work with you or yes or how do you usually do your marketing uh my marketing i do for the multiple streams of uh, social media uh, twitter uh, facebook instagram linkedin and there's uh, multiple uh, ways, companies that, that help you source out as well. And apps, apps that, that can, right now, the, right now, one that's working for me is, is LetGo. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so Let, LetGo is pretty cool. And, you know, you have your, your Facebook market, all that. And uh, what I need is start to invest in, in marketing so pretty much all the marketing that you're doing right now is <clears throat> all the marketing that you're doing right now is um, just by hand, by hand yeah. just doing it yourself. Yeah. And you said the best one so far has been let go. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome, man. That's awesome. So you went to let go. I know that that's not a very popular thing, but maybe after this podcast, you probably gave every realtor your your hot thing to do. It's, it's, as long as people get what they need I don't I don't mind yeah you know I do talk about you know no secrets share knowledge is a very famous saying of mine well I won't say famous because I'm not famous or anything but it's a thing that I like to say is to no secrets because I don't think first it's not your secret it's not my secret second 
is if the only thing stopping you from getting better than me is something that I know, then that makes, that's not, you know, I'm really just stopping the competition from using something that I know. You should be able to be best, you know. If one of your secrets is going to give up your whole entire game, then it's not so much of a, uh, you're not that good at what you do. You know, because you only have this one secret, you know, that will work. Which, or, also another thing that I don't believe you should do is pay for information. So, universities are really good at doing that, especially outdated information that you can find pretty much anywhere. Um, They're really good at charging you for that information. I think that a lot of other companies, when they try to show you something, they also try to charge you for this information that's out there. The, what's not common is the habits and the practices. So, for example, there's something in your habit that was like, okay, I need to go and do the next thing. I need to find just the fact that you thought to yourself, okay, let me see what kind of connections in my network is doing something that I can kind of jump into or might know something or might point me in the right direction for something. The fact that you did that, that's the key right there. You know, some people are just like, they're going to, they come to the situation where you're at and then all of a sudden they're like, well, there's something I can do. Stop at me. Excuse, excuse, excuse. I turned in 20 applications. I turned in 30 applications and I haven't heard back. to be me too. So, I mean, like, there's a point where you're, there's a point where you have to, you know, kind of take ownership. Like, if you really want a job, yeah, send in an application. Then you also send an email. Find the doorkeepers and then find the main person. Show up, you know, maybe. And if it's like a different type of, let's say that's not like a corporate company, it's just a different type of company where they take in people, go do some work. Go and check it out. Show them what you can do. And then from there, you can put a price tag on what you do because now it's worth it. We saw the worth, you know. So, but that's... Finding that's why I wanted to do these podcasts is because there's these little things in these podcasts, especially when you hear just people talking about the main ingredient on what helps you get to the next place. And it's just things like that, like you, you being cancer, that's a major life event, right? That not a lot of people, not the majority it will experience. But one of the things that they can take from this is the fact that you're like, well, fuck, I'm stuck. Let me look through... Facebook, let me see what ne- what connections I can use, right? People won't do that. That's one of the key things. I'm so glad that you said that. I appreciate it. Um, so yeah, man, where were we at? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was basically learning and uh, the mindset that that you you really are unbeatable until you like really try. You have to you have to keep working on. On, on your goals like any setbacks it's just uh, something to tell you that you have to think differently not necessarily give up right yeah. so weird so weird you know you we're emotional creatures obviously mm-hmm. I tend not to live by my emotions I like to even before I act in any kind of way I like to think about it logically and see, okay, well, two steps ahead, how, are, how is this going to affect anybody else? 
So, so I, I think, think logically before I act. Some people are not like that. Some people get hit with an emotion and then they burst out into whatever they want. Oh, sorry, I was just emotional. I was just emotional. Out of control. So how do you stop your emotions? Like how, how, are, people, how are you like, you know what? Um, I don't care that all this is happening. I'm going to continue going. Was there a thought that like, well, if I don't do this now, I'm going to be a bum in five years. If I don't do this now, I won't, I'm going to be a bum in ten years. Like, what is it that made you go, you know, screw my emotions. I still have to do this. No, just uh, seeing that like, you know what? I'm going, I'm going through the path where like, I'm putting myself as being a bum. And like, I've always saw people like, how do you get to that point? You know? Yeah. And, and that's when I'm like, no, I, I can't get to that point. Like, all this setback you know just you just wake up a different you, you go in the press one day you wake up like it's a new day something's just an opportunity every day yeah. there's so much opportunity out there it's crazy when somebody tells me I can't find a job and just you know it's, it's I don't know how it's switched I just you know, like, I need to do this you know, I need to find something else yeah that's intense, man. That's intense. So what you got? What do you have going on now? What's, so we're now at a current time now. We're uh, we're where you're at now. So what's going on now? So right now, well, I'm part of the City Inside Houston team. I help I help around and in, uh, in the in the back end of the side and the agents that come in help them out and develop their their career. And just whatever I'm being taught, I teach. I teach. You teach back. back. I teach back. Yeah. So one of the things I, because um, me and you focus on two different aspects of city inside Houston. You know, one of the things that when I'm, there's some that come in experience, you know, and those that come in experience. They, they do, do it their way, way and that works. That's perfectly fine. Um, but then there's some that come in a new way. What I really like about City Inside Houston is that no matter, no matter where you're at, we have like phase one and phase one pretty much just puts it in steps on what you need to build that solid foundation. Which, by the way, I know that we're kind of late on this, but I'm still writing and putting together phase one. I just want to make sure that it's 100% concrete and it's something that we can only make once that will... Use for for fit forever almost well, nothing's gonna fit forever but that would fit for a couple of years so I'm glad that with, that you're using what we have now and you're making that work so um, where can where can these listeners find you to follow you oh my Instagram and Facebook realtor Eric Mariscal realtor Eric Mariscal yeah. at realtor Eric Mariscal at realtor Mariscal Eric Mariscal. At Realtor Eric Mariscal. Yeah, yeah, my name. I'm just at Realtor. It's Realtor at Eric Mariscal. That's on Facebook. That's on Instagram. That's on Instagram and Facebook. That's on Instagram and Facebook. What about YouTube? YouTube, I've, I have my account, but I just don't have uploaded uh, anything in there yet. But the plan is to have everything that uh, basically go over any... any uh, real estate tips and just do my own do my own version of them gotcha. set up a YouTube account and have it there and also having this having it here in, in the office for yeah. uh, this is a combination so 
you also do. You're also the host of City Inside Houston Live Update on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. on Facebook yeah. Live, man. Every Tuesday at 11 a.m. And you know, I I just talk about uh, you know, quick uh, weekly up, updates on the market, something that happened during the week that uh, we like we would like to talk about, and people that are listening could join in and and start talking about it, so we can just have a little discussion and together and see see just getting different perspectives from each other the people that are that come through it so basically the houston community it's like a place for a live update houston community people can talk about their opinions on areas what needs to be done in the areas exactly so it's just for people to come in and have a voice and a visual that people can see that it's being reported uh, while providing you know valuable information so people can make more educated decisions when purchasing or buying any kind of real estate in Houston Correct. or Cypress Katy, anywhere yeah. else in the surrounding areas. Oh, that Harris Brasoria, Gulf, Gulf All area. those areas. So so you're doing these live Tuesdays. I know that I know that we have have it in the budget. There's also giveaways and tell me about how uh, you go about giving these these gifts away uh first it's like i know that you told me it's like for houston residents the weekly giveaways oh the weekly well we're working on that but the weekly giveaways is uh that's this last week we have one where uh what you had to do is you you have to like like us on on facebook okay and then comment Comment for us on LinkedIn. Okay. And add us, and and there and there we'll we'll have a the raffle of who who will be who the comes. winners. Got it. So basically, they just need to like it on Facebook, and this is for this week. So it changes every week. It changes every week because sometimes, like sometimes we uh this especially this last week is uh, I consider like a big gift. Yeah. So I wanted it to be more uh something more of a challenge so that not everybody could get it because it's it's. I think it's worth it yeah it's a couple steps yeah, a couple steps if actually people are taking the time to do like yeah, a yeah. three thing thing uh ask then uh yeah it would probably be worth it but um yeah man, is there anything else that you would like to tell the audience is uh anything that you a project that they should follow that you're doing just or? uh what i do like to tell the audience like uh besides uh anything with real estate is uh Anything, any family members or anyone that you know that like, is in the process of cancer, uh, don't don't bring in the like the vibe of pitiness around them. Okay. Yeah, because wow. they they can do it. Like you you when you have when you're sick, everybody around you tells you that like oh you can't like don't move we'll do this for you like oh no you uh, poor you. So you, you, you grow up and like, oh, poor me, poor me. Yeah. No, like, don't tell him that. Like, tell him, like, hey, you, you're going to get out of this. You're going to be strong. Like, what can you do right now? Like, how can you be strong right now? And, and keep encouraging that instead of the opposite. Right. So just, that's just my thought on that. On if, if you have any family members going through anything. Yeah. Uh, just re- re- reiterate to them. Like, you know, you're tough. Like, help them out. Uh, don't, don't pity on them. Just, like. 
it's it's hard because there's so many different cases. Yeah. And I have I have plenty of friends that uh that that passed away from it. So I know it can be hard to 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 keep not the, happy to not to not feel bad, bad for somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I, that does sound like something that I would have a hard time with if I knew that something was going to happen. But I can definitely come, uh, understand it from your perspective, how that can be very damaging. Yeah. And that could have been very damaging for you, but you knew logically that it could affect you in a bad way, so you didn't let it affect you. So the camera's dead. Eric, I appreciate you uh, coming in today and uh, sharing your story. Let me uh, just, I wanted to finish it off. No, please, go ahead. Uh, just besides that, I, I didn't want to finish on that note. Just, I'm here to help anybody and like just be uh, have an emotional assistance. Uh, share your story with me. Share your cancer story with me. Like, uh, I like to do it. I have all my friends, we all talk about each other's story. And uh, at the end of at the end of all those conversations, we're, we're just regular people to each other. You're going to have to repeat that one more time for me. Um, so, yeah, just repeat it one more time. So, basically, you're saying is that if somebody would, if somebody, if somebody, if somebody's having, is going through anything, you said they can reach out to you. Yeah. Because you're a part of a volunteer service. Uh, that's from the side. I, I like I like to do volunteering, and I also know a lot of ways to volunteer. So, to people who who like to volunteer, contact me as well because uh, we can set up events and uh, and and group events that that we can work out and help help the community out. I gotcha. Just trying to put something on here. And yeah, so like and and if and if uh, anybody, if you just need some kind of like person to talk to about uh, about your treatment on or, or like oh I have I have this as well like what you do, I'm I'm more than happy to share what I did and and a couple mistakes that I did. And how does how do they reach you? They can reach me. Uh, through anywhere, uh, Instagram, Facebook. Phone number? You want to put your phone number out there? My phone number is 832-405-9575. Call me, text me anytime. Uh, for different multiple ways, you want to just chat, uh, do volunteering, uh, thinking of seeing what solar energy can do for you. If you want to rent, buy, sell a home. Uh, uh, yeah, but... Especially if you're trying to do volunteering work and you want somebody to organize that for you, let's let's work on that because uh, big events together is when it's most fun. So I think that I think that would be cool. A city inside Houston uh, volunteering event. Yeah, yeah, I think that's something we did speak about before in the past about being able to volunteer. So I know that you volunteer for multiple services. It doesn't have to be cancer. I know you volunteer at Planet Forward, which is about planting vegetables and yeah, teaching that. I know there's another one where you do like workouts um, for people that are just trying to get fit. Yeah, that's, we, are, we are One Fitness. We are One Fitness. Uh -huh. they, uh, they do basically group workouts for, for people that want to join and at the same time fundraise 
for uh, for for a patient right now. There, I believe her name is Avelia. She's going through through chemo as well, and just needs fundraising for for her treatments. So they do that, and plan it forward. They uh, they teach and they help refugees from from the Congo to come in and learn how to farm and be stable stabilize themselves here in in the city there they have multiple spots in post you can you can go in and learn about farming it's always that's really interesting it's always pretty fun that's really interesting because a lot of people I'm pretty sure that a lot of people in our generation um are we? I'm pretty sure that people from the '60s are a lot better at farming and growing their own food and surviving out there without technology than somebody from today. So that's really good that they can uh, that they're teaching people how to be able to yeah, pretty much just be able to live without technology, without fast food. That's insane. Um, let's see here. So any other. When you serve on these, when you serve on these, uh, these volunteer, these volunteer groups, uh, what do you get out of it? Oh, well, one thing I learned is that volunteering is like, volunteering gives back to you. <laughs> your, your, your goal is to give back, but you ended up, you ended up receiving something at the end. I got you. But, uh, what I get out of it is, it's just me going back like you you did it you you have somebody out because somebody helped you out at some point and you don't have to you they didn't expect thank you I don't expect to thank you it's just part of as a person that I not you should do but the the way I like to live you like to give back I like to give back definitely correct man that's very honorable of you and I appreciate you again taking the time um, and doing this test podcast, Grow Group Podcast One. We're gonna have a lot of these at least once a week um, with different people. Um, also, check us out on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, wherever podcasts are at, and you should just look up Grow Group and you'll see us. Um, on those also make sure to tune in if y'all want to keep up with Eric y'all know where to find him if y'all want to see him live check him out at uh, follow City Inside Houston on Facebook and check out his live um, they're very informative and very beneficial check it out guys um, hi man thank you thank you thank you and uh, let me see how we can stop the stream here without going on forever All right. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Peace.